I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And, and this, this is That Other F Word. So, have you ever, like, been in a place and thought, mm, like, around a bunch of people and thought, if they only knew... I don't belong here. Have you ever experienced that? Lots of times. Yeah, me too. What's it called? Did you know that there's, like, a name for it? No. What's it called? It's called imposter syndrome. You know who didn't have imposter syndrome? Who? Elizabeth Holmes. That is actually She was an actual imposter. Well, I mean, I guess we don't know. We don't know what was in her head, um, but. It, no, she was actual imposter. She definitely didn't think she was. <laughs> she thought she belonged in any room. Anyway, sorry. So according to the almighty Wikipedia, imposter syndrome. <laughs> if you read it on the internet, it's true. <laughs> it's a psychological. Well, and so syndrome is a lot. Like yeah. syndrome means like there's something medically wrong. And I think we don't want to take it that far, but... But it's called... It, it, that's what it's called, I mean. It's a psychological pattern in which individuals doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Hmm. Okay. So I guess... So when did you... Did you... Have you ever felt like an imposter? Very, very a lot. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can you give us an example or two? Yeah. I mean, I've been in board meetings and just sitting there like with people talking about policies or things that are going on and just thinking like, everyone in this room thinks that I know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not. I'm like, everybody in this room thinks I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'm just talking, talking crap like always, like literally. I like try always. not to talk unless I know what I'm talking Which about. Which is a wonderful quality. Yeah. <laughs> I wish more people would do that. But yeah, I do. I do sit here. Actually, don't, I don't feel it here. Do you feel it here? Um, no. And, I feel and, like and, Mitch makes it clear just exactly what he what thinks kind we're of capable of and yeah, what, what we're kind not. of idiots we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, I think it's we're pretty, we're pretty clear on the fact that we suck. <laughs> yeah. So actually, when I've been looking about this online, kind of everybody experiences imposter syndrome yeah there are a lot a lot of very famous very um successful people yeah have thought it so there's this actress Maisie williams she was in game of thrones and so she said this thing so here's like a cool little crossover here that i found um so what she said is we should stop calling feminists feminists and start calling people who aren't feminist sexist and the people who wrote this article about imposter syndrome said similarly maybe we should stop calling People who experience imposter syndrome, people who experience imposter syndrome, and stop calling people who don't experience imposter syndrome overconfident weirdos, which I really appreciate. So talk, can you talk about like a very specific instance when you, or it doesn't have, you don't have to like lay out exactly like what you were doing, but. Well, I mean, so your mom called me to be a panelist at the East Tennessee Women's Leadership Summit. Right. And I, my reaction was thank you for thinking of me why (laughs) you know and your mom said well here's what you've done and then you know and I'm I said well sure if if you think so I trust you implicitly and she said I do and I'd like I really want you to do this so I said okay and then had complete panic attack and then you know Lisa Gamble (laughs) helped talk me through it and said you know you're an expert in your experience right so there's nothing to be worried about and and that helped, but I still, as I was sitting up there, was acutely aware of how how much less education I had than the rest of the room, uh-huh. and just how little I had accomplished. Right. Because I'm stand. I'm, but I'm that's st- not a. Th- that's actually not. 
that's a silly thing to say. But it was that was exactly what was going through my head. In right. my head, I'm sitting here going, there are 200 women here who have had probably twice the education I've had, who have accomplished 10 times what I've accomplished. Why am I sitting here? Yeah. There are 200 much more capable, qualified women to be sitting here. Yeah. And that was a very, very distinct um, situation that made me really panicky right (laughs) it's like what gives me the authority to speak to these women right well the authority was that it was just my experience right that's what I was speaking to I wasn't speaking to theirs or anything else it was just mine right well and of course like I think people found you very relatable and I I wasn't surprised that you were asked to do it I thought it was a great idea and I don't think anybody in the room was sitting there thinking who does why (laughs) (laughs) well they might have and I also made it clear who, who this Why? was? <laughs> I mean, I, I did, I did say that and because it was true and yeah. you know, I just, some of it too, if you're, if you are that person who's sitting there with less education and less, um, accomplishments, yeah. you know, don't undermine yourself. Like, so it's an undermining thing. Like somebody asked me to be there. They meant that, that meant they thought I needed to be there. That should have been enough. That was almost like me not trusting your mom. Well, and uh, like, Unless you're like a sociopath or a psychopath, like people probably have a pretty good idea. People who, <laughs> you know, like they ask you to do things like that for a reason. Right. Um, and <laughs> I also think, you know, we tend to like devalue our own experience. Right. And, you know, you see, especially in like professional kind of situations, you see your own perception of what someone else has experienced or achieved Um, of course I mean I'm sitting on and then I'm sitting on a panel with these two brilliant women who you know have all these accolades and and degrees and speaking engagements and they're in charge of law schools diversity programs and you know this is huge and I'm just me right you know right just a normal person but you know there probably were in that 200 people a couple normal people like me Right. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if the people on that panel didn't have the same kind of thoughts that you did. Sure. You know? Yeah, they thought, why me? There's other of... people who are bigger law schools or bigger, you know, whatever. Right. Well, a lot of people, you know, kind of qualify their own stuff with just. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just did this or, you know, like, I'm sure you and I could right now sit down a list and, and you know, write about all the reasons why the stuff that other people would say about us, like the things that would list in our bio, why that's not as exciting or impressive as it might seem. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's, it's a shame that that's such an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we probably, do you think we do it more as women? I don't know. I think that's interesting. So I don't know whether men or women, like, I don't, I don't know about the denigrating of achievements, but I will say, um, after looking into it, really everybody experiences imposter syndrome, both genders. Um, so, but, you know, I don't think that means there's no difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's a, here's a quote from an article I found. that says, so why do we still talk about imposter syndrome as a woman's issue? Cuddy suggests that men are less likely to talk about feelings of imposterism than women because of stereotype backlash or social punishment for failing to conform to stereotypes. Uh, in this case, the stereotype that men are assertive and confident. Women are more likely to say some of their doubts and fears, and there's more cultural pressure on men to not do so. So once again, we come back to, 
our perennial (laughs) issue of like men got to keep that stuff wrapped up. Right. Um, I do think my perception based on absolutely no research or anything is that men are often better at talking about their accomplishments. Well, also, well, we've talked about this too. It's partly because when- Did you hear that, my sentence right there? Like, that's the thing that we do too, right? Like, men are da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah. We raise our voice a little bit. Because I'm well, not really sure about what I'm saying. Right. And I don't know if you should trust what I'm saying right, right. now. And <laughs> men are, you know, they like just go in and, and dominate. And they just say what they want to say. And they're not worried about what other. But then we as women are, are like, well, maybe somebody doesn't believe me. And they never assume... Right. We got we got to hedge everything we say That's in case right. we remembered one eighth of it incorrectly. Right, and then men are like, well, I don't assume anybody's ever going to think I'm full of it. Right, <laughs> and we kind of don't, right? right. That's like right. we kind of just assume like they know what they're talking they know what about. They're talking about. And, well, we're speaking for too widely there. I'm sure there's a lot of women who are like, <laughs> no. not me. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> um, so here's the other difference I think, also from the same article. Imposterism also seems more politically and potentially consequential when women experience it. We know that women don't reach the upper echelons of management in the same numbers as men, but we don't always agree on why. And women's insecurity is an appealingly simple explanation that takes the blame off employers. Um, So that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we think that our imposter syndrome and like the expression of it helps or hinders us? Well, I think, I mean, we've been kind of taught to not brag and stuff like you know what I mean it's not becoming right you know a lot of things that we do or because we've been kind of told it's not becoming a woman and women shouldn't do that and you know it like it's maybe not being said as much now but it kind of what like it's like don't brag right we, we were kind of taught that's not a ladylike thing to do right and so I I think that we probably do kind of, you know, we were, I was reading an article on the 12, 12 famous, like successful people who have had imposter syndrome. And I think of the 12, only one was a man, right. have, you know, yeah. I, they were all women. And I mean, and some pretty powerful, very successful woman. And then one man who happens to be Tom Hanks. So I'll throw his name out there. Ah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Gotta love him. But of, of 12, who this, in this particular article that may yeah. not be representing the whole statistic there because as we're as we're saying pretty much everybody experiences this but out of 12 i mean but out of the 12 they reference who have admitted having imposter syndrome 11 were women right and so it's right that backs up what i just read that's right yeah i think it is kind of so do we do you feel like you have a negative reaction to women i feel like i might have just a general reaction bad reaction people bragging about themselves it's, I think it kind of depends on... I wonder if that's also a Southern thing, like on top of a female thing. Mm-hmm, probably. Because I feel like I would be turned off by that in general. There's also a difference, because I was just trying to think, like, if you sat here and were talking about, um, you know, what you did for the fort, for James White's fort when you were uh, president, I imagine the way you would do that and the very straightforward way you would present what happened, and that wouldn't bother me at all. Oh, because you know me. Also, right. and so I think that does, if you know somebody, I mean, you're the youngest, pre- you know, you're the former president of the League of Women Voters in Knoxville and the youngest. Um, well, yesterday we that's were recording, a big deal. yesterday we were recording an episode and I brought up something that I did. Did right. that come across as at like, all. A bra- yeah. like as a braggart? No, yeah. not at all. You should be proud of it. 
and Mitch is saying yes, and we're gonna, I'm going to stab him here in a second. I don't know. I don't know um, what that. I don't know if it was sarcastic. I, I, like, I do think <laughs> if you know the person, if you've heard about the person, if you've already respe- if you already respect the person, it is different. If you maybe don't know anything about them, right? And so, well, also yeah, the, the way they do it. Yeah, the people yeah. we know, if they kind of brag, we we tend to be more proud, especially yeah. depending on who they are and how well we know them. The people maybe we don't know about or haven't heard of if they get up there and, you know, but then it depends on the setting also. It's kind of like if we're at the East Tennessee Women's Leadership Summit and I know your mom and Deb have vetted them. Right. I actually don't take it as bragging because it's like, I feel like because I know them because of who picked them. Yeah. Right. Like that's different than if I was just at some random conference and I didn't know the people who put it on. Yeah. And I also feel like there's a difference in like touting accomplishments that you're proud of and being obnoxious. That's right. I agree. If you say, oh, I led a Fortune 500 company to blah, blah, blah. I don't take that as bragging. I take that as bad. Why? Yes. And you're saying your accomplishment. Tell me more. (laughs) Yes. How did you do that? Right. Tell Yes. Tell me more, please. So that's different. And it's, you know, if they're like, wow, (laughs) I went in and just told all these men to go piss off and I made this thing successful. I'd be like, you suck. Well, you like, know, you know what you just know. popped into my head, and and this might be bad because I don't think we we need to walk around being like humble sweetie pies all the time. But um, I read this book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and so in it, what she's talking about is genius and how genius um, in ancient times wasn't this thing that you were; it was something that visited you. So, like, if someone wrote a great book, it was because. Um, they were visited by genius and they were able to like create this thing during that time. And so something like writer's block isn't like, oh, you're failed now. It's like, oh, you you don't have inspiration right right now. now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wonder if it's like the same thing with accomplishments. It's like if you you make it like I'm a worthy person because of this thing that I've done. Well, even that, that doesn't sound so bad. But like if you're – if you're – talking about in a way to make yourself seem valuable and to prove yourself to other people all the time. I wonder if that is like a weird way mm-hmm. that becomes braggy instead of just like, like if, if, if it's like you're selling it too hard, that's almost. what it is. That's yeah. what it is. If it's like you're I'm trying to convince you of my accomplishments is different than me just telling you mine. Sharing your experience is different than selling yourself. Right. Although there's a time and place to sell yourself too. That's right. And we as women don't often do that enough either. Yeah. We minimize a lot of our accomplishments and whatnot because it seems yeah braggy so all of that to say i feel like that's a little off the topic (laughs) (laughs) but we're working through yeah we're working through how to like i don't know not feel like that so are there different so are there different types of like imposters and yeah so i thought this was interesting i've never heard of this before but i found something talking about different like categories so there's and you just you let me know if you hear one that sounds like you early on here um (laughs) set extremely high expectations for themselves. And even if they meet 99% of their goals, uh, they feel like failures. Yeah, no. uh, Yeah, I don't agree with the the last part says any small mistake will make them feel, make them question their own competence. That's not necessarily, that I'm not necessarily, but yeah. 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 I I mean, it's not a good quality. Um, (laughs) Experts feel the need to know every piece of information before they start a project and constantly look for new certifications or trainings to improve their skills. Uh, won't apply for a job if they don't meet all criteria in the posting, and they might be hesitant to ask a question in class or even speak up in a meeting at work because they're afraid of looking stupid. 
Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely me. you. Yeah. We're the first two. It's <laughs> funny. I'm not that one at all. Well, and I, I like not have, really. yeah. I will ask questions, like even if I think they're, yeah. but I think about it before. Um, and I will tell you every time we record a podcast, like this morning, we're, we today are also recording an episode on incels and I was like cramming this morning even though we've been cramming like like looking at this for months and i feel like if i don't know like every piece of terminology and everything that i'm not doing the best by the people who are listening right now love you guys um i feel like i'm not doing the best by you all if i don't know every single thing and can approach it from different perspectives and angles and then like i don't really know what i'm talking about and that kind of ties into the perfectionism thing a little bit (sighs) and i mean i kind of think that in a certain way but i also know that our listeners and friends and whatnot know that we don't profess to be experts on this we just right. would like to kind of get them out into the open and make sure we're right. talking about it but yes, yes you very much would like to be an expert on all things well that ties back to so mm-hmm. actually what i was talking about earlier is i'll just be super honest i was talking about the league of women voters like when i'm sitting there with all these women who have all these decades of experience and they're talking about all these issues they're passionate about. And I don't, like, know all the history of something. Right. Like, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, they, I mean, they probably think it's fine. Like, they probably, <laughs> I know they think I know this. I don't know this. Right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Like, you're, because you're leading this organization, right? Aren't you supposed to know every single something about right. that? Well, I mean, maybe, but not really. Who could know everything about everything? I mean, that's right. not attainable. Right. Well, and also, like, sometimes I wonder if that's just not my strength and if, if I'm there for other reasons. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, um, okay. So a third type is the, quote, natural genius. Um, they have to struggle or work hard to accomplish something. They think this means uh, they aren't good enough if they have to struggle to mm-hmm. learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, they're used to skills coming easily. And when they have to put in effort, their brain cells tell them that's the proof they're an imposter. And then there's Mitch. It's funny. We're the first three. Which is really funny. Because yeah. Mitch is like, yeah, uh-huh. Exactly. And so it's it's funny that we would be the first three they talk about. You want to sing the song? And we're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three <laughs> best friends. You know, can we, can we like go off the rails real quick? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're some version of Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis. And here's how we I... Debate, we debate it, though. So if you yeah. want to tell us... Yeah, here's who I think we are. I think Mitch is a little Zach Galifianakis and Bradley Cooper... Ren is Ed Helms and Zach Galifianakis, and I'm Ed Helms and Bradley Cooper with a little bit of Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> um, because like I'm super awkward, but I'm kind of like a little bit uptight like Ed Helms and stuff, but then ultimately pull my tooth out, and then I'm a little douchey like Brad- Bradley Cooper, like, you know? Yeah. D- does anybody disagree with that? <laughs> uh, we would love for you to tell us who we are <laughs> who, in the trio. Who think we are, and like, you know, so... <laughs> whatever <laughs> just saying yeah um, i just think it's funny that we're the like we each identified with a different of the first three they kind yeah. of break it down to. i mean i feel like mitch definitely has some alan i mean i'll own the rest of alan where he wants them all to be best friends right and but and, and, and like helms. mitch is our wild card for damn sure and the one yeah. who's gonna get us in trouble for sure yeah. i mean he's, if, def- someone's he's bradley gonna, cooper and jack galifianakis if I mean, someone's just, gonna roofie us it's mitch it's mitch <laughs> i mean that's right and then on accident not not with you know yeah good i mean intent. you're gonna think yeah. of something else <laughs> for fun times uh <laughs> have make the podcast could be like these girls suck i'm gonna give them something to make this podcast better yeah and then you did ask if we could record an episode while drinking yesterday yeah i mean it's only fair i'm just saying so wild okay. card all right so 
last two types. So one is soloist. Uh, they feel they have to accomplish tasks on their own. And if they need to ask for help, they think that means they're a failure or a fraud. Which is also a little me. I never ask for help, as you know. Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's supermen or superwomen. Uh, they push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove they're not imposters. Uh, feel they need to succeed in all aspects of life and may feel stressed when they're not accomplishing something. Okay. Also, oh, God, I suck. So you got three of the I five. I have three of the five. You're it's a, a problem. It's a, I am a problem. <laughs> I'm a major, major problem. We've never, we've never said anything to the contrary, though. We've known this. This isn't new information. Well, I like that we're like spanning the whole list. We really like, do. Me and Mitch each have one covered and you and take care the of the rest of it. That's right. I mean, like, that's it. I'll handle them. Don't really worry, like taking care of your end of the it's deal. A lot. It's a um, lot. So here's here's the question. So that's the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is that, you know, we all feel like we're out of place when we're probably actually most of us in the right place. And by yeah. the way, here's what we're not talking about. We're not talking about when you find yourself in a situation where you really have no idea what's happening. Right. It's, that does happen sometimes. Sure. Get out of there. No, it's, that's, that's, that's right. It's, it's like when you've been asked to speak at a conference, then you belong there. I mean, that's, yeah. that's truly it. Unless you've really lied about everything that got yeah. you where you got to to be asked about it. Right. If you've oversold yourself. Elizabeth Holmes. Right. <laughs> and you're in a situation and now you don't know what the hell you're talking about this we're not we're not gonna like let that go you know what maybe I mean? you woke up one day and found yourself in the white house yeah it's, is that like, you just yeah. get the hell out you don't belong there <laughs> you're just abort God, oh, there's so, so many much. things there's there. so much I, I mean yes okay i don't disagree <laughs> necessarily oh goodness <sighs> okay so so uh, by the way overselling i think is what the answer to what we were talking about before Selling yourself isn't the problem. Right. Overselling, Overselling yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So glad we, I'm glad we solved that. Um, <laughs> what? All right. You know, he agrees. He agrees in his corner. <laughs> Keep coming. All right. So um, what should we do to solve this problem? Don't like, let's not do it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Like it's like, I think we've got some actual. I mean, obviously like, answers, I'm though, not. Other of than course. Like, like I've, I can't. Just not so do the, it on per like if first, I could not do it, it'd be great. But the first know. answer I found is the most Katrina thing I've ever in my life seen. So <laughs> I was like Googling imposter syndrome and because of course, like we said before, I must see every response. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Find every answer to everything. So um Michelle Obama actually talked about experiencing imposter syndrome and her answer was to work, work hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like prove to yourself that you deserve That's right. to be there. Sure, that one's not so much for me. Like it's it's definitely for me. It, that's a Katrina response. It's not really a run response. <laughs> not at all. It's not very feelings oriented. Um, <laughs> nope. Forget so, your feelings. <laughs> muscle on. So my favorite is for those of you who are Parks and Rec fans out there. Um, April Ludgate is talking to her <laughs> husband Andy uh, in one episode, and he's freaking out because he feels like he doesn't belong in his job. And so she says, I'm going to tell you a secret about everyone else's job. No one knows what they're doing. Deep down, everyone is just faking it until they figure it out. And you will too, because you're awesome. Aww. Right? No. Yes. Not at all. A hundred, everyone, everyone out in the world, unless they're a sociopath, 
is to some degree or another faking it. I work at a law firm. At a well, 40, some of them are definitely faking it. But out of 45 it. people, 40 of them really think that they're they're magic. They're the sociopaths. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. They're the ones. Like so, 40 of them are absolutely certain they are exactly where they belong so, and are doing a great job. So they are, as we referenced before in the podcast, what we would call overconfident weirdos. <laughs> So, I, I think so. But I I would say that there's probably some aspect of their lives where they feel like they're faking it. I don't know. Okay. Well, either they feel it or they're weirdos. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I think there's, okay, let me say this. I think there are some fields that people go into that pers- their personalities are different. Right. I think in order to be a lawyer... Or a doctor, you've got a level of ego that doesn't always allow for you to say. No, well, let's not say all, not all not lawyers all. are like I that. I say a lot. Yeah. I, I've known a lot in the 20 years I've been doing this. I don't think their ego allows for them to have much of an imposter syndrome. Right. I or, really don't. Or, or, or they hide it really well. Or maybe there's some, or there's some there's jobs where aspect, like it's more important to cover it up. Right. Because if sure. I'm paying you tons of money. Of course, your to... weakness is, 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 is my gain. Right. Yeah. Like, but I also do think there's a personality. There really is a very distinct personality, and the people who go on to be really successful lawyers and they're they're not probably politicians to a certain extent. They're not convinced of their deficits that much. You know what right. I mean? Like I don't know how to say that other than like they're just they're. It's not just their ego, but it's their personality. Everything about them that made them go into such a high stress, high pressure job doesn't there's no time for it yeah and there's not a lot of i just think their personality that made them go into that field also doesn't necessarily allow for a lot of it i definitely know some of my very good friends that are lawyers have it but the majority of the ones i've met don't well probably i i actually weirdly hoped some doctors are like that Mm -hmm. because i don't like want the person performing surgery on me to be thinking man i really don't belong in this room (laughs) that's right (laughs) That's right. And, uh, you know, some of them kind of have a little bit of a God complex and stuff. Right. And I mean, I, that's not, that isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially when they're the one cutting you open. I think it's good but, and bad. You know, right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying, I do think some jobs and some things make for more, more instance of it. Yeah. Um, so another one I saw was learning to value constructive criticism. So, and you know, if, if there's areas in which you can grow, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be somewhere at all. doesn't mean right. you don't bring value, but um, yeah, take, take an opportunity to, to grow, That's you right. know, especially and yeah. own your mistakes. Right. Um, here's an interesting one. Understand. I'm going to say this real slowly. Okay. <laughs> um, understanding that you're actually slowing your team down when you don't ask for help. I don't know that you actually slow anyone down, but yeah no (laughs) but there's the potential for that when well in in certain situations that's that's true yeah that's right i mean well and so i think one of the reasons why i am i do believe strongly in asking for help is that um so if there's something that you can do if we're working together on a podcast thing and there's something that comes easily to me and would be a struggle for you why don't i just do it well it's you're really good at seeing the value in people I mean, you did it for your wedding, you do it for this, and you do utilize people for their value, and it's it's really a good quality. I I don't I don't possess it, and I think it's because I'm kind of an Why? 
And I just, I'm always like, (laughs) whatever, like by the time I've delegated it to you, I could have done it. Right. Like that's not right. That's not okay. It's not useful or helpful, but we, we do practice it for the podcast. That's why you handle social media stuff because I'm not a social media person. I hardly know how it works. I can barely reshare our stuff. (laughs) And you know, I upload the stuff to the website, right? right? Like we all kind of do our stuff. Um, you know, if Mitch is being weird, I got it. I deal with him, right? Like, right. it's like I can speak Mitch language better than you Way can. Way better than I and can. And so, like, we we just... Don't think we haven't had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch is just absolutely aghast over there. Um, and, and we do. We, util- we utilize our skills. Yeah. And, you know, when Mitch tells us stuff, we listen and we talk about it and we think about it. And then we decide what we're going to do with it. And, you know, so it's it is a... It is a good thing, and you're you're exceptionally good at it. I'm not exceptionally good at it at all. Um, remember that you the more you practice a skill, the better you will get at it. Um, mm-hmm. It can help. Um, so, and here's one that I think is very important. It can be helpful to share what you're feeling with trusted friends or mentors. Mm-hmm. So people who can say something like the following: "Oh, you're crazy! Like we're so lucky to have you in this organization." Right. Or well, you're, I, we're really glad you're here, but if you feel like you need more information about this or help learning about this, here let is, me figure out is. some resources for That's you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like those people are invaluable. Yeah. So before we turn it over to Sir Mitch a lot, um, oh, right. I like that. That just came That just happened? That's I know. magic. I know. Holy, holy gazunga. I love so, it. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm trying to think of an old like Batman phrase. I'm super excited. Like, zoinks. Oh my God. Oh my God, sir. Mitch a lot. Oh. So I had a moment. I like, know. that's amazing. I know. Good job. Uh, thanks, man. Um, so I want to share the story. So it's actually about men experiencing imposter syndrome, or really rather about everyone, but the story is about two men. Um, I have recently discovered author Neil Gaiman. Have you ever heard of him? Mm, nope. He's really cool. So actually, the Amazon Prime series, um, Good Omens, which just came out, is based on a book he wrote. It's really good. Um, So anyway, this is Neil Gaiman on imposter syndrome, which we all suffer from. Some years ago, I was lucky enough, uh, luckily enough, invited to a gathering of great and good people, artists and scientists, writers and discoverers of things. And I felt that at any moment, they would realize that I didn't qualify to be there among these people who had done, really done things. On my second or third night there, I was standing at the back of the hall while a musical entertainment happened, and I started talking to a very nice, polite, elderly gentleman about several things, including our shared first name. And then he pointed to the hall of people and said words to the effect of, I just look at all these people and I think, what the heck am I doing here? They've made amazing things, and I just went where I was sent. And I said, yes, but you were the first man on the moon. (laughs) I think that counts for something. And I felt a bit better because if Neil Armstrong felt like an imposter, maybe everyone did. Maybe there weren't any grown-ups, only people who had worked hard and also got lucky and were slightly out of their depth. All of us doing the best job we could, which is all we can really hope for. Well, I think we think of that as, I think also, I think when we're like that, we have a level of humility and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. No. Right? Like, How lovely is that story? That is. Right? And and like, yeah, like having a level of humility isn't a bad thing. And I think right. so that if you, you know, I don't know that it's entirely helpful, but when you start really being like, yeah, man, like this is where I belong and this is 
this is where I, you know, like re- like over the overselling yes. and overconfident thing, you kind of lose some of your humility and it, you yeah. know, it, it just, it kind of sucks. I think, I think that's when I think of Elizabeth Holmes, yeah. right? Like I think you, for, you forgot like your humanity <laughs> right? and all you did was sell yourself and then you believed the story you sold and, and now you're just a psycho. Right. Well, and like it breaks my heart a tiny little bit that Neil Armstrong is like, I'm just a guy who... Well, there are some things about who landed on the moon first But on the other hand, like that's a way cooler story than if he was like, I'm the best. If he wrote a song about himself and how cool he is. Like, uh, you know, humility humility is also a lovely thing right and and that's important to remember as long as you're not devaluing yourself and well, your that's right and I, there's so there's somewhere in between like being having humility not devaluing you know and just keeping all of it in perspective and what an easy thing to navigate yeah i mean sure yeah, you know that's like right. just like believe just in yourself right. but not too much guys <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can kind of, like if somebody asks you to be somewhere or do something, then they do have a confidence in you. Right. And so I think you take that compliment and roll with it. Right. That's the kind of thing. Right. But if you set yourself up to be the keynote speaker, <laughs> maybe you need to reevaluate like, <laughs> right. some of your, some of your stuff. Right. Rain in that ego a little yeah. bit. <laughs> do something. So speaking know. of reigning in that ego. Um, yeah. Mitch? Uh, Sir Mitch a lot. I love that. Mitch's manly insights. Have you ever felt imposter syndrome? Yes. When? All the time. What? Like when? Every day I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, How did I get here? Who Who did I sucker into hiring me? Well, you have told us that in some of that. I think you're really good at what you do. Um, and I think obviously other people think so because, you know, you've done well. I mean, have you heard the audio quality of our podcast? I mean, I'm seriously. <laughs> but you've said this about work and like when you've done really well and you've had some good stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. Throughout no, I your mean, career. Last and- week I was asked to MC our quarterly meeting for yeah. the entire company. And which I went on before the CEO, right? So, and then what? And so, what are you thinking at that moment? I, I have, hmm, I don't know that these people are familiar with my material. <laughs> um, Is there a Mitch Wheelow in the company? Uh, <laughs> they think yeah. they're talking to. <laughs> I don't. How, how much can I curse? <laughs> oh, none. Okay. Got it. Fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I but I also think it's kind of healthy as well it's yeah. healthy and exciting mm-hmm. you know when you when i started to think like what the hell am i doing here i'm like no oh, but i'm here yeah like this is cool i get to tell somebody about this like yeah. and then they're gonna go what you huh what and then i'm like okay so maybe it wasn't imposter syndrome and i wasn't supposed to be there but i did it anyway <laughs> uh no but seriously like i i do i think it's it's really exciting and i, I do kind of like the thing from parks and rec and i remember that uh because it's true and i actually wrote a paper that was published in a uh horrible knoxville magazine called knoxville man magazine which was oh, like God. a knoxville version of gq yeah sure, it, it, sure it was, was it was <laughs> Save it for the end. It wasn't. Episode. You're right. You're right. It wasn't. Save but uh, I wrote an article about um, removing ego and and not giving people respect just because they have a job title, but mm-hmm. giving people respect because of the accomplishments and the things that they've achieved. And I think that that speaks for itself, especially when you have somebody introducing you on a stage. Like sure. if you're on a panel 
I don't think it's good to sit there and say all the things that you've done. Let somebody else do that when they introduce you. Mm -hmm. But really, you shouldn't be like up there offering a resume. Like you should be answering questions and offering from experience and stuff like that. Right. Not saying that it, it, it shouldn't be intimidating to be up there because it should. It should be intimidating. And when you stop getting nervous and you stop getting butterflies before you step on a stage or doing something new or something big, then you're not – stop stop doing it because mm -hmm. or aim higher probably right huh or aim higher like if you're if if you're being invited yes. to spaces and it's not exciting you've anymore, become complacent yeah and, right. and you're you've you've hit a stagnant point like so change it up and make it exciting and make it weird just make it weird it make should, it weird it I like shouldn't that. like well if any of us is involved it's gonna be weird I, I let's know. be honest <laughs> like I mean, and i can see how this could damage some people but again for me like I think imposter syndrome is what drives me in, in a lot of situations is I don't think I'm supposed to be doing this. I don't think that they really knew what they were asking for, but I'm going to knock it out of the park. So that's oh, the Michelle Obama, yeah. like work hard. Yeah, work yeah. hard. I yeah. mean, that's what I've done. I mean, I get I got hired the first my first firm and I just was a 19 year old kid who didn't know what I was doing. And I get hired for this one out completely outside of what I had been practicing. And I thought I I'm just going to. I'm going to work hard, but I still think I'm like, I don't know how I keep my job. I just happen to be good at it. Like I just, you know what I mean? But I, I don't, and I suffer. I like, I, I really a lot have to work a, a lot harder than a lot of people because I'm like not smart enough and I'm not good enough. And I gotta, I gotta really put the effort in it. It was what I had to do in school. I was never that smart. So I had to work harder. Yeah, this is a little bit off topic, but the entire time you were speaking, I wanted to squeeze this packet, <laughs> packet of, of Taco hot Bell sauce, sauce on in, me into your face. <laughs> into like, my I don't eye. Know, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, we have. Did you say you, you mean specifically Katrina? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. No, I, like I mean, I just wanted to squeeze <laughs> and I it think until that's I funny. Rin would cry if you told her that, and I think it's funny. And then, and then I wouldn't cry. It wasn't because I didn't like what you were saying. No, you just wanted to do it. It just seemed like this is what happens though when people say you're mean to Mitch on the air, and I say, but Mitch and I have this like animosity to one another that can't be described for it's really for no reason it's like a love hate a lot of hate animosity thing yeah. i and mean I, I don't want to squirt hot sauce in me. your eye to hurt you we i just just want to see it. what happens yeah we just, <laughs> like, we just we just want to be mean to each other for some reason <laughs> just we're so much alike it's awful yeah. okay well thank you mitch we're glad at least you have some humility to feel like you're an imposter sometimes. I mean, <laughs> no, but I, I think no, that's the other thing is like the, the thing that I do to combat imposter syndrome is just to pretend to be arrogant or cocky sure. or confident. Sure. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is, is they're like, especially when I was in radio and I was out and doing events all the time and stuff like that. They're like, man, you're so confident. I'm like, I am a weak I'm crying child inside, inside yes. at most given points of my life. I am a miserable person who hates himself, but you know what? I'm going to fake it till I make it. Yeah. And I think you and I do a lot of when we're, when we're, when we're funny and whatnot, it's mm -hmm. like covering the very, very yeah, yeah. dark. Covering the darkness. No. Inside. Well, I, it's covering not the darkness, but the crying child child that literally yeah, yeah. is so afraid to leave and but we're gonna muscle through that and make it yeah. a joke afraid to leave yeah just yeah he just our comfort needs to stay zone. in the, oh. in the, in the yeah. dark in, corner in the dark corner where it belongs stay in the dark corner <laughs> yeah. mitch and i are so much alike it's frightening you just sit there um, and pick your cigarette scabs <laughs> 
cheese and rice. It's got dark so fast, and I love it. Rin's like dying on the other side of the table. Like, no, no, I'm not dying over here. Me. I'm, I'm filled with please. gratitude for I the side of the table. I'm filled with mini cupcakes. The, lo- the lovely side of the table. Well, my face is going to be filled with hot sauce if I don't vacate my seat soon. <laughs> Mitch is threatening me with that packet of hot sauce. I'm just so relieved that you just, only wanted to squirt it on Katrina. I, like, I, I mean, love but this of course, where we are. Of course yeah. it is. I mean, it's the he's he's squirting it at the inner hate he has for himself. I'm just representing <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. No, Katrina reminds me of that inner child in yes. the corner with Every, the cigarette burns exactly. on his arm. Exactly, the, the pain and the agony right here. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so, hey, mom, dad, thanks for the happy childhood. Yes, I appreciate. That. I mean, yeah, <laughs> thanks for just, not making Rin, Mitch, and Katrina. <laughs> just for the record, I had an abnormally happy childhood. Uh-huh. Actually, so. what's really, I mean, so did I. I've lived a perfectly fine life. I'm not. So, I, where are these emotional? scars coming from written that's a whole different a episode whole <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, you know what what's wrong with mitch and katrina episode sounds like we'll bring my aunt in on that one okay i'm i'm for it how do you feel wait about is she that? gonna sit here yeah well she's yeah, gonna she sit must... outside get a microphone she's not actually coming in the house gotcha. got it yeah i like it it's a remote interview um okay so in um imposter syndrome let's just probably watch it don't do it as much um (laughs) (laughs) well just just you know remind yourself that um you belong in the room you're in you belong in the room you're in and you know if oh my gosh he's making you know that sounds like a tagline for men's warehouse (laughs) (laughs) you belong in the steam warehouse you're (laughs) You're gonna belong in the room you're in Look, when I you guarantee say it, it. When you say it like that, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, happy neighbor, happy hood. Stop trying to make that just, work, it's man. It's not going to work. It just doesn't work. Happy, happy squad, squad, happy pod. pod. <laughs> that was the only successful one of the day. Um, so, but it's true. I know it sounds like all Believe new in the beauty agey. of your dreams, guys. That's, that's exactly it, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch has turned off We're his mic and he's Mitch dying in the corner. Now. Yeah, like, let's go for 10 minutes on this new age lovey help stuff. Um. Okay. But I like what Mitch said about like if you're not if you don't feel a little unsure and excited about it, you might not be in the right place. That's right. Like with that panel, I was like I served on it the next year and I was like excited as hell. Yeah. And you were dying. unsure. I that means we inside. were both there at the right time. Yeah. 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 I was totally dying inside and you were like super stoked and it was yes. just, you know. Oh, I wanted to be on that panel for so long. <laughs> you did you were I mean, when I get asked, you were like I was like, I don't. Could you just go instead of me? I was so like, excited for you. And like, I was like, what? someday and I will I was like, be why? on why? why didn't you call her first? <laughs> <laughs> why is it got to be me? You know? And so I think that. Oh, another thing. Surround yourself with friends who cheer you on yep. in those situations. Who are in your corner. And who'll tell right. you how awesome you are and how you deserve to be there. Yep. Yep. And have like a good mentor or somebody. I mean, so your mom and Deb are really good about that. And they had Lisa gamble on doing that and and that was really like thank god because she was such a good concise and wonderful cheerleader yeah that it was i mean it, it was amazing and so it's the yeah. way i got through it and yes yeah. with you guys telling me hey yeah you know you do belong there duh such a weirdo <laughs> i mean just tell me the truth it's okay yeah <laughs> Truth won't kill me. It'll be fine. Remember constructive criticism. <laughs> I'm taking hot sauce from you, Mitchell. Um, he's tired of us talking. Um, okay. Don't weaponize hot sauce. Man. Anything else that we need to know on imposter syndrome? 
I don't think so. I think we're good. I think we're complete here. Okay. Well, find us on um, iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe. Make sure you have friends subscribe. Um, That's the biggest thing you guys could do to help us is help spread the word about the podcast. Yeah. And then um, visit us on Instagram. That other F word pod. We're on Facebook. We have thatotherfword.com. Mitch is still going with the hot sauce. Visit Taco Bell. We love it. And um, <laughs> hey, guys, remember, feminism, feminism isn't, isn't a bad, bad word. word.